You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 66 years. It's 11 in a row for the Red Legs. Hey, everyone. Welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski, and Kate Constable with you on this Thursday. We will get to our Florida Gators in just a minute. But first, we are all, we're just hours away from the NBA draft, something we have been talking about on this show for quite some time. French sensation Victor Wembanyama. I mean, he's been pretty much a lock to go to the Spurs at number one for quite some time now, but it's really number two. What happens after that? That people are unsure of. And what we do know is Brandon Miller is now minus 900 to go number two, Scoot plus 350, which I find intriguing. There's just so much up in the air. What could happen at number two and after that? And I also can't wait for the overtime elite twins, Amon and Ozer Thompson, to see where they might land in really just big picture. Who ends up being the best out of all these guys? It's so fun to see, you know, what their ceiling is and how they end up actually playing after the draft in the NBA. So much to get to. Joe, let's start with you. I know you're already invested in Brandon Miller at number two. Have you changed your mind? Did you decide to bet on Scoot? Where where are you at this morning? No, I haven't made a bet on Scoot at two. I, I still think that Miller is going to happen, but it's not everybody. It's not everybody that is out there projecting like these minus 900 odds. I think that's a bit too much now i also said i'm not going the other side but we're still seeing some people that like we talked to uh kristen peak the other day from yahoo in her latest mock uh, she has scoot henderson number two and brandon miller three uh hollinger he has scoot two brandon miller three so it's not across the board there are some people taking a look at it like okay you know what charlotte is still going to go with the most talented player because that's what they need to do that's where they are as an organization and that player is scoot henderson and Many would disagree with that, but um, yeah, no, tonight's going to be fun and not only at two, which is where it seems like it starts, but also at three, like it's not just, okay, whichever player is not taking it two is going three. There could be a massive trade that could be our lead tomorrow because we know what's happening with Vic and, you know, there could be Portland and, you know, they're trying to please Dame. You you keep hearing Zion's name being brought up. Like if Zion gets dealt tonight, that's going to be the biggest story, don't you think, Kate? Yeah, I think so. I I think you could also even make a case for Amen Thompson going number three if Brandon Miller does in fact go number two because he has a ton of upside and is arguably you know one of the more athletic players in this draft. And I mean, Scoot Henderson is extremely athletic himself. 
But Ahmed Thompson's name has been thrown around a ton and maybe a little bit better of a shooter than Scoot too. That's been Scoot's downfall throughout this whole process is that he doesn't have much of an outside shot. So I like Brandon Miller at two. I don't like him at this price. Uh, we should have jumped on this uh, long ago when, you know, the odds flipped because early on in this, um, you know, whole draft process, it was Scoot Henderson being the far and away number two pick. And then it flipped to Brandon Miller for a little while back to Scoot. And then now we're seeing Brandon Miller as the heavy favorite to go number two. But after that, I'm not sure Scoot's a lock at three. I mean, the word lock kind of just sucks in sports betting because nothing is. Um, But at uh, whatever the odds are for Ahmed Thompson to go number three, I mean, 120 to one to go number two, I would imagine they're still pretty good to go number three. That's, uh, you know something you'd have to look at a little yeah that was something I was looking at a couple days ago because everyone seems to think I think I asked Joe about it also like what is there a chance that one of these Thompson twins goes number three and it's not you know consecutive like Miller and Scoot in that order or vice versa you know could one of those fall for me I I think that Scoot and LaMelo could coexist and I'm looking forward to you know speaking with our guest Jeff Goodman of Stadium later today about that because I I just and maybe this is (laughs) not fair to say but with all the off the court stuff that happened with Brandon Miller it just seems like I think he's a good shooter. He could coexist with LaMelo Ball, and he's an overall better human being. He lives by the motto, overly determined to dominate. How do you not love a guy like that? He just seems like a a kid who's, you know, carved this unique path that I like rooting for him from a fan perspective. The odds difference is interesting, too. Like, it's the day of the draft, and we're seeing at number two, some spots like BetMGM is minus 700 for Brandon Miller, but there are other spots that are still around minus 400. I mean, if I'm running a book, that that's where I would have it because I do not think it's a sure thing at all. Like this could easily flip yeah. back the other way. There was a there was a reason that Scoot was viewed as the number two pick for so long. So I mean, I don't know. It's where do you guys think it starts? Does it start at two or does it start at five? Because the odds would suggest that it starts at five, but I I think it sounds like we're leaning that it really starts after Vic. I think so too. I think it's still very up in the air. We still don't know what trades could happen. You mentioned the Zion to Portland thing as well. Like maybe Zion being in Portland where it rains and there's not much to do might be better to get him a little more focused. Well, if you know maybe, I mean. maybe not if there's not much to do. Yeah, you know. true, <laughs> true. I'm just trying to be positive for Zion's career here. But yeah, I also can't imagine Damian Lillard like watching his replacement be drafted either. That could be a disaster for the Blazers. So it's so, it's very, very intriguing. The one thing with the Hornets, it's like Michael Jordan sells his, you know, sells out. He's he's on his way out, but apparently he has a big say on what happens with this number two pick. And really, what has he done since he's been the owner of the Hornets besides make a big profit on, in terms of ROI on his investment? Like, the Hornets have not been good. It's been bad decision after bad decision. I don't know if I'm in that draft room 
should MJ be getting as much credit as we're like reading that he has in terms of evaluation or could some of this be a smoke screen and it and it is gonna be scoot it too it's just I at this point I'm like just give me the value because it doesn't sound like whatever we're hearing nobody has a clue at this point yeah, Aaron, I kind of, I don't disagree with you in taking the value with Scoot at number two, because think about last year, Jabari Smith was going number one. Adrian Orjanowski even announced that he was going number one to the Magic five, six hours before the draft, even, even you know, a few hours before. All of a sudden, Paulo Bancaro's going number one, and things completely flip. So you, you kind of have to be careful figuring out what is a smokescreen and what's not, because these teams don't exactly want to um, give up their intel or where they're going, especially with so many trades potentially happening early on in this draft. Like no one's going to officially come out and say, we're a hundred percent taking this player because they're still trying to, you know, play their hand right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we are talking about potential deals at three. Well, there was a big one that went down last night. And it's like, yeah. is this going to change things in the landscape of the Eastern Conference, in the landscape of the NBA title mix? Uh, if you miss a Porzingis, goes to Boston. So we were thinking it was going to be Brockton. That was all the chatter that he was going to be leaving Boston. He stays. Marcus Smart ends up going to Memphis. A guy that, you know, we don't talk about right away as being part of that core, but he has been part of that core a big part of that team, you know, a couple of years ago when they were far and away setting all sorts of uh, records as far as defense and, you know, the defensive player of the year, all that, all that stuff. It was all about Marcus smart. And then they seem to change course this past season, going more offensive minded. You bring in Brogdon and everything that he's done for them. And uh, they decide that, okay, if we want to get, we want Porzingis this much, we're going to have to move smart. That's exactly uh, what they do. So you bring in Porzingis. This is going to be fascinating how they work this. Is he going to be playing with Robert Williams? You have that big presence inside. We saw the size of the Nuggets help them win a championship. Um, you don't have a point guard. So how exactly is this going to work? All that talk about mixing it up between Tatum and Brown, and they're going to have to break that up. Well, at the moment, that's not the path that they're taking. So interesting move by the Celtics. Overall, I would say it's a, it's a net positive as long as they can fi- get that point guard thing figured out. I am con- a little concerned with Porzingis. He hasn't <laughs> panned out the way people – Aaron, just laughing at that. Hasn't quite panned out the way we all thought. I mean, remember when he was the unicorn of the NBA? Like, what has happened there? He's played in – he missed 100 games after this ACL injury from 2017 to 2019 – and has missed 94 games in the last four seasons. So he's not consistently on the floor. I do think he is going to be great in the pick and roll for Boston. He'll spread the floor more for them. Um, But he's been on a couple teams over the last couple years. The Mavs couldn't figure him out. Washington, yeah, they were kind of a disaster. So, like, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt there. But someone of that caliber – bouncing around from team to team, that concerns me a little bit. I do, however, like Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. I think that's a good move for Memphis because what is Memphis lacking? It's leadership. It's someone in the locker room that can, you know, pull Ja aside and say, okay, we're not doing this on a road trip 
or XYZ. Uh, so I think that move for Memphis is, is very positive. Washington is such a mess right now. How did Washington not get any first round picks out of this trade or the Bradley Beal trade? Tyus like, Jones? I, I know. Right? They get nothing back in any of this. Thank goodness I'm not from here because if I was a Wizards fan, I'd be in shambles today wondering what is the direction of this organization except down? How much further can you go? Ed was just teasing me. It feels like a couple days ago, like, oh, is Porzingis going to lead the Wizards to the promised land? And we were just like laughing about it. And now Porzingis is gone. It's ridiculous on the Wizards side, but they're such a non-factor. Did the Grizzlies odds move at all? Maybe a little bit? I mean, I do like the Marcus Smart to Memphis as well. They do need someone who has some experience, playoff experience and leadership. So I I think that's good because, I mean, obviously with the jaw suspension, they've got to do something to give that team a spark. And maybe Marcus Smart is that for them. How about Washington and what they decided to do? So you want to talk about Unicorn. Well, it's a guy that's going to go number one overall tonight. And, and you decide to now tank. Now you're going to tank after like an all-time, what people think is an all-time player is going to be drafted. Let's do it after that. Like, could, could you pick a worse time? Uh, my concern with Porzingis, and, and you're, it's fair, Kate, fourth team, like there are concerns. Okay, you finally put a full season together, and he has career best numbers. Do we trust it? Or is it just he was in a bad situation in Washington, and someone's got to score? someone's going to score 23 points per game like he did. Now, he did shoot 50%, uh, a career best. So it's, did he turn the corner? Is he, is he now going to be in a winning situation? And we'll even see better out of him, the best that we've seen so far. Can he stay healthy for a full season? A lot of fair questions uh, to ask. But from the Boston perspective, they had to do something. This mix was not working. And so it seems like the two stars are going to stay and, and they're w- working around the fringes, but uh, they did have to mix it up a little bit and we'll find out if they made the right move. Um, trading away smart. Maybe we'll, we'll be saying that was the move that messed everything up. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, are they thinking Porzingis is going to be the answer to Jokic or something? <laughs> like, I don't, there I there just, is no answer. There, is the answer I know. No. That's what I mean. It's like, you can only laugh when those words come out of your mouth. Like, good luck. Good luck with that. As Kate brought up, he's been on a handful of teams and no one can seem to get the best out of him or figure out how that's going to work. So very interesting to see what happens. We'll be talking much more about that really quick. How about the red staying red hot? Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah. Keep, un- keep adding the streaks. Keep playing the streaks, Kate. Giants, now they've won 10 in a row. Like these winning and losing streaks do not stop at baseball so far. Love it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the latest NBA draft market moves and all the ways we are looking to play tonight's NBA draft. That's right here on the BetQL Network.